Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. All right, little lovers, episode 41. How to answer the question, why are you still single? And as you know and can assume, Kate and I are quite fired up <laughs> about, <laughs> about this one. And if you've been following along on the New Truth Movement uh, podcast, then I'm sure you know where this is going. But it feels really important to address the most messed up question there is, <laughs> essentially, um, for a woman. And inherent in this episode or embedded into this episode, we'll address how else this conversation shows up. And really, I think it's time for us to name the shame around being single and this you know, message that being single must mean there's something wrong with you. So and I want to like start there. <laughs> oh my God. And that, and that it's a temporary state. Like why, why, I mean, why? Because it's the system and the, it's our conditioning, but I'm just thinking like, why is the only option that we're all striving to be in a relationship? And it's not just to be in a relationship. I mean, I do believe that humans are here to experience connection and love and with each other. And so but not just with one person forever and ever, like you're going to experience many connections throughout your life, whether that's romantically or just sexually or friendships. Um, but yeah, this, why are you still single? Like infers that it's a temporary state. It's like, it's assumed that you should act, if you are on your own, that you should be actively seeking a partner. Right. And right. that if you're not, then maybe there's something wrong with you. And that if you're single, that it's not okay. And there's just, oh my gosh, there's so many layers to why this is so fucked up. So many layers. I really love what you just said about it being a temporary state because there was a conversation that just started happening in my private Facebook group where a woman talked about how she's sharing about having a new relationship with people. And the immediately answer is congratulations. And she was oh, like, this that. feels like funny for me. Like, I don't get this. And one of the first things I said is that congratulations, one sets up that this is an accomplishment, which continues to perpetuate the idea that being single means there's something wrong with you. Yes. And then two sets up the, if the relationship ends, that there must be something wrong with you also. Yes. Right. And I keep thinking, so you said earlier too, why are you still single also can look like, how are you still single? I don't know if you want to speak to that. Oh yeah, that I remember getting that. And it literally I had been like 
in relationship after relationship after relationship since I was like 12 years old. Actually, I spoke to a woman yesterday who was like, Kate, you're going to freak out. I've only been single for two weeks since I was 13. Wow. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, but I, so anyways, I jumped from relationship to relationship, but then I was single for three years in when I was, when I turned 30 and I did have a few like short lovers and, and guys I dated in that time. But I remember like, guys, I'd been in a relationship for ever w- women, ladies, uh, that's patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd been in a rela- relationships forever and a couple months into being single, people are already like, oh, how are you single? Are you single? Are you available? Can I set you up with someone? There's this discomfort that people have with single people, especially people in relationship, because there's this thing. I mean, even, I, God, there's so many angles we can take in this, but there's, there's this thing that happens with couples where it's like couples only want to hang out with couples. And I've experienced this so many times and had clients experience this where they, and friends where they feel singles feel shamed being in places where couples are like, Oh, I can't even hang out with my friends anymore. Cause they're all couples. That is the old paradigm. That is so freaking dysfunctional. If the only time you hang out with your friends is with your partner and, and with couples only like, it's so insane. And this is what we're up against. The world that we live in glorifies relationship for one glorifies yes. marriage glorifies that that's the only option and we have to stay with the same person no matter how toxic your relationship is, no matter how much pain you're in, that you absolutely have to stay with the same person forever. And because of this, it, it has people feeling so uncomfortable when someone's on their own. And yet, I don't, I mean, I want to throw out the word single altogether because like, fuck the labels. Like there's so much judgment attached to this word being single. And there's also so much assumption single means you're like on the market you're actively shopping for a partner it also for- means unhappy and single it means un- assumes unhappy and temporary <laughs> and temporary so if you if you happen to not attract the right partner for you or you've got some patterns playing out that are stopping you from attracting the right partner and let's say you're single for like 10 years or, or even 5 years most women are going to start feeling pretty shitty about themselves if they have a belief that being single is temporary Right now we start to question, is there something wrong with me? Single is temporary. If I'm supposed to be in a relationship, then I'm going to start questioning my self-worth and I'm going to start thinking that there's something wrong with me because I'm not in a relationship. But that's so fucked up because then so many women get into relationship just to avoid the pain of what it feels like to be single and have all this judgment about your state, about even though we're all really just single, we're all sovereign beings, right? Some sovereign beings are in codependent relationships and some are doing the dance on their own. And there's like a tiny percentage that are in healthy relationships. And so, but like, it's so hard to be a single woman and to not feel weird about it, you know, unless, unless you're in the first year or something and you're feeling empowered and excited and free, but then like it starts to creep in because that the matrix, all the salespeople for the matrix, everyone who's actively looking for the single person to shame and without knowing it, like people don't think it's an insult to say, actually, I think people, most people think it's a compliment to say to a woman, oh, wow, how are you still single? I, I, I know even guys say that to single women who are, they're hitting on a woman. They think she's really attractive. And they're like, how are you still single? And basically underneath that is, 
is there something wrong with you? Because you're so beautiful or you're successful or you're smart or you're funny or whatever. You're a great person. So how are you still single? There must be something wrong with you. Let's get you a boyfriend quick. Oh, patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Gross. And men aren't asked that question. Um, it comes out. We talked about this in the episode about are you intimidating to men where I named like the judgment that women just put back on men, assuming yes. that there must be something wrong with them if they're not in a relationship after 40. Right. But when I think of celebrity culture, right, it's always so and so can't keep a man. But the men that have multiple partners, we never say anything about them. No. Or if a man's single for a long time, like it doesn't even- No big deal. It doesn't (laughs) even get press. It doesn't, I think of poor freaking Jennifer Aniston. My God, that woman has been through the ringer because she never, I guess she did marry Brad Pitt, but she didn't have kids. And she has been in many different, many, many relationships and she's been single many times. Taylor Swift too. They get such- flat it's such it's so sad it's so it's not sad it's fucking ridiculous and if you're listening to this podcast you're here with us because you've known in your bones that this is ridiculous and you haven't known how to fight your way out of it and it feels really important to me to name that the work is inner work that we dismantle patriarchy inside ourselves first, where you have to decide that there's nothing wrong with you. You have to decide that there's nothing wrong with being in a relationship. You have to start walking through the world because I see this, I did this, totally did this actually to myself all the time, thinking that women who were in relationship were more lovable than I was, right? I had a really, I mean, that the belief of not being lovable is a belief that I help every client transform. I don't think I've really found someone yet that has, doesn't have that like tucked away somewhere because I must not be lovable if I'm not in a relationship because a relationship is the proof rather than guess what? The proof is that you're you. The proof is that you are breathing and alive right now listening to this podcast because you are enough exactly as you are. You are worthy exactly as you are. You are lovable exactly as you are. This is something that bothers me. A relationship isn't proof of anything. No. Which is why it's not an accomplishment and it's not a success because it's not a failure if it shifts. And something I appreciate about you over and over again is you always bring in the consciousness around life as an experience. We're having Mm -hmm. multiple experiences over and over and over again. And there is no promise of forever. Happily ever after doesn't exist. But the problem is if you think there's something, this is what I was going to say too earlier. When you set up, you're walking around with there's something wrong with me. And if I have a partner, then I'll know that there's not, or partner is the proof. You have just walked into codependent prison, Yeah. right? You have just walked into the relationship that you are going to lose yourself in. Because his or her love for you is not proof of anything. And they are not responsible for how you feel. They are not your key to never having pain or loneliness in your life. But that's how we're moving through the world. We're children. We're children Mm -hmm. on the dating sites looking for the unconditionally loving perfect parent. And we wonder why relationships fall apart. Yes. Yeah. And there's just like, I I, I was going to say actually from what you were saying about like, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to say that you're a fucking rebel and you're here. Your soul is like, fuck this noise. 
I am not buying into this fairy tale anymore. I'm not going to go back into codependent love relationships or I'm going to start to untangle one if I'm in a codependent love relationship because most people are. Um, And I'm here to do love different. And it's, I love that you said it starts with your inner world. It starts with you. And the reality is when we change our inner world and how we feel about ourselves and our relationship within ourselves, it changes every single relationship in our lives. And that's like all these, like every single one of us that thinks, oh, there's something wrong with me because I'm single. I need to, I need to get into a relationship or every woman who's in a relationship that's thinking, God, will he ever propose? Once he proposes, then, you know, then, then I'll matter. Then I'll, I mean, it's not like that's the conscious thought we have, but that's the unconscious thought we have is this, this thinking that, that will somehow be complete or will matter or will have a place in the world or will be lovable when the child's thought when 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 right and that is the illusion you'll never get there you'll get there for five minutes or you know five days and then you'll your your saboteur or inner child is going to be chasing the next thing and and convincing you that it's the next thing that you need and so To me, the antidote is learning how to celebrate where you are. And this is really what I did when I finally broke the pattern of Tarzaning from relationship to relationship because I I believed, because I believed that's what I did. I legitimately, (laughs) like, as soon as a relationship was about to end, I'd have an emotional connection and be like a new guy would just like show up and be like, okay, there's the next one. Like, that looks better over there. That looks better over there. (laughs) Oh my God. So I Tarzan for many years. And when I finally broke that pattern and I knew, I was like, nope, I need to break this. I need to change my relationship with myself. I knew it. And I was 30 years old and I broke the pattern and I learned, and I'm sure I've shared this on earlier episodes, but I learned how to just freaking love my life. And, and how do you do that? You get rid of people and things and experiences and anything that doesn't feel good. Right. So I started to cleanse. I started to spring clean and like purge everything that didn't feel good in my life and really started to cultivate and create a life that felt really good. And so from that place, I was able to really celebrate my life and and myself. And when you get, when you and celebrate my sovereignty and celebrate like the beauty of having all this independence, because the reality is for all the women who are single right now, and are in that state of feeling shameful and like, you'll just feel better when you have a boyfriend. And I just can't wait to get there until I'm in a relationship or a partner. Uh, for all those women, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, fuck, I miss being single. Oh, I miss this about being single. I miss the freedom. I miss the space. I miss not having to share my bed. I miss like, there's so right. many things that you end up not getting to experience. Of course, you're going to gain a bunch of experiences, but you're also going to have to give up a bunch of, well, not fully, you can actually really create the relationship that you desire. I have my own apartment. Um, but you, you, wait, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? (laughs) Creating the relationship you desire and being sacredly single and sovereign, like enjoying. Yes. yes, Thank you. Celebrating. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, whoa, I'm like my apartment. Yeah. I'm in my new apartment. I love my apartment. (laughs) It's it threw me off, um, but being sacredly single and a sovereign soul and building that relationship with yourself is going to set you up for a healthy relationship. Like when you learn how to celebrate where you are and love your life on your own, 
it with you know and keeping your heart open and still flirting and connecting and meeting people when you come from that place it sets you up to have a healthy relationship because you have now a relationship with yourself and what's coming through for me as i listen to you also is the women who will say i've been single for a really long time but that entire time have been dating in some way and that entire time been obsessing about a partner in some way, that entire time living a life of constant distraction and hypervigilance and being yeah. busy so you're never actually connected to yourself. The answer isn't just about not being in a relationship. The answer is learning how to be connected to yourself because if you're not connected to yourself, that's what sets up those relationships where you're abandoning yourself and betraying yourself to hang on to and your partner never belongs to you ever. No. And you are actually always single. And then the goal is learning how to do interdependency. But the yeah. problem, we're not celebrating individuality. We're not celebrating sovereignty. We're not learning what it's like to really be a woman who belongs to herself and lives mm -hmm. unto herself. So then we anxiously wait for the relationship as if it's going to save us from something horrible. And... I just keep thinking like there might be someone listening, like maybe you've been telling yourself, I've been single for a really long time, but I invite you to consider how many months during that time have you taken dating off the table and you haven't been obsessing about it? Like mm -hmm. how many months have you spent really connecting? It's so powerful to hear you say three years, mm -hmm. right? Like I spent several months, you know, I could, I, you know, my relationship with my ex lasted three years, but not really because we were on again, off again, but I wouldn't tell anyone I was single during that time. Like I was obsessing about him. I was still thinking about him. I was sleeping with random strangers to avoid the pain of how I was feeling without him. Yes. And you can actually, when you, even if you're in relationship right now, operate, although you're probably not listening to this episode if you're <laughs> in a relationship, but when you're in a relationship, holding that belief of actually, like I always belong to myself. And so this, this how to actually answer. So if someone says to you, why are you still single? Depending on the person, I was actually reading this this morning, someone would go, why are you still married? She just put it, she'd put it back on them. And it's just like, you know what? I haven't found the right person for me yet. I'm enjoying my life and that hasn't been a priority for me. I refuse to settle. But the key here is if you are carrying any judgment or shame around yes. this, that's going to impact how you answer. I was homeless when I met Andrew. I was sleeping on my friend's couch. Mm. And I always talk about this story because I didn't need to perform or prove anything when I was dating. And I was in acceptance of where I was in my life. I didn't have any shame around my experience. So I didn't have to defend it or pretend. I was actually joyfully able to say, I just was living in Hawaii for a month and now I'm crashing with my friend and I'm looking for my next apartment. I had joy about it. So when someone asks this question, first of all, you don't have to get defensive because they're asking from inside the matrix, right? So we're not making them wrong or getting shitty towards them, right? That's the state of consciousness that they're in. But you take a stand for who you are and say that there's nothing wrong with you. And perhaps if it's an annoying family member who always asks you, you can actually set the boundary and say, I'd really appreciate it if you would stop asking me that question. Thanks mm -hmm. so much, right? And- yeah. How do you want to answer how to say how to answer how are you still single? Kate Harlow, how are you still single? Um, 
it's just these questions are so dumb. I just want to say for everyone listening and you know, if you get this a lot, like just like know, like, I, I don't know, here in your head, like reframe it in your head. Like what a fucking stupid question. It's such a stupid question. And I've been thinking a lot and talking in my posts a lot lately about um, language and about the how there's so many things in the English language that are just like, they're just like, people aren't, I mean, it's even like saying, how are you? Like most people that say, how are you? Don't actually they're not even connected to what they're saying. And so then the person, if, if, if the person responds, oh, you know, I've had a day, blah, 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 blah. And then they, like most people are checked out and they're not even really present to hearing the answer. And in the matrix, we have so many things that we say that are unconscious that we're, we just say because it's like, that's the thing you say. You see a, a beautiful single woman or you think someone that you think is a catch and you say, how are you still single? And the question is absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I would say something I would, I would say, I think humor is the best way to turn it around. I actually love what you just said about like, Oh, how are you still in a relationship? That, <laughs> how are you still married? How many years has it been? How happy are you? Um, but another thing I would say is how, um, well, I am, you know, dating myself right now. I'm fucking loving my life. I've never been happy. That's what I used to say when I was in my early thirties and I was loving my life and people would ask me how or why are you single? I would say, oh, because I'm dating myself right now and I'm so freaking happy. I've never been happier in my life. I love my life so much. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> and then people just get confused because I think the answer needs to be a circuit breaker, right? They, they say it, it's like zombie robots just following the script of what you're supposed to say and coming from their saboteur, coming from their own discomfort with, with a woman being having a, having a great life. And I think of like all the women who are in relationship that didn't give themselves permission to not be in relationship and to be on their own and to get to know their set themselves, they're going to feel slightly threatened by a woman who's freaking sovereign and in her power and in her heart and connected and like having a great life free to do whatever she wants. That's going to be very threatening to someone who has three kids and is, you know, married and is making dinner every night for her husband and her kids and is running around the house cleaning and it works a full-time job and doesn't have time for herself. And then she sees a single woman that's living it up. Radiant. That's going to be threatening, right? Radiant. And, and, and so the most, the best, the best thing you can do beyond your words is like, come home to yourself, fall in love with yourself, create a life that feels so amazing so that everything in your life feels like a new lover or a new relationship so that you feel lit up from the inside out. So when people ask you a question like that, you can look at them and say, I, cause I'm really happy. Thank you for asking. Like, you know, I'm really happy. And that that's, it's like, that's, that's saying kill them with kindness, kill them with your freaking radiance, kill them with your joy and don't kill them. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It's a weird circuit, circuit breaker. And circuit it's remembering breaker. how you are sitting with it. Yes. That, that's it. If you are walking around with shame of being single, that's felt energetically. Yeah. If yeah. you're walking around with judgment for being single, that's felt energetically. If you yes. are desperate for a partner, 
that is felt energetically and it's not you know get angry at the person for asking the question we all know the question is ridiculous but being able to step out of the matrix starts with you you be the leader of the women around you you be the leader in your family by taking a stand and saying you're not gonna feel shame and judgment about this and moving it from this place you know i I was saying i said this to a client last night I said, when you are on this path to create an extraordinary relationship, you have to understand that you're the 1%. You have to get that you are not the majority and you have to get that it's worth the wait. You have to stay connected to yourself through this process because all the little dinky, don't meet your standards, like booty call crap are going to be the distractions and you're going to want those little teeny hits of validation that are not fulfilling. And I keep thinking about what Dr. Valerie said. So if you're joining us on the New Tooth podcast for this episode, be sure to go listen to episode 39 and 40. Mm -hmm. But Dr. Valerie said there's a difference between hunger and craving right? Soul, hunger, and craving. And we can all fulfill our little cravings for attention and cravings for validation. But the person that will be fulfilling a life that will be fulfilling is the one that answers your soul hunger. And only you know, if you've been walking around with this obsession, every single one of my clients, they start working with me, they have to stop dating for 60 days. And then we deal with all that comes up when we take it off the table, you know, because a lot of times we think the answer to finding the partner is by dating hustle, like hustling and being on a mission. And I promise you that is not the freaking answer. The freaking answer is falling in love with your life, being connected to yourself and remembering that we live in a matrix around relationships. And it's a daily practice because even when you get the relationship, if you forget about your connection to yourself, now you're part of the 99% of people who are in crappy relationships that they feel like they can't leave or transform. Yeah. And everyone is in the matrix. So no matter what phase you're in, single, in a relationship, dating, in a relationship, just remember, I mean, I'm experiencing this with lots of my clients right now too. Their friends saying things that actually feed their saboteur, right? That actually feed these stories, right? That there's something wrong with you if you're single or that like your friends, every time you get together with your single girlfriend or with your girlfriends, if they're like, oh, especially the ones that are married in, in relationships, there usually the conversation becomes about who are you dating? Have you met anyone? Like what? That's another, those are other high pressure questions. And so like Catherine said earlier, everything that anyone says to you, if it hurts and you feel shitty and embarrassed and shameful after it's only because of the pain that you have already within yourself. It's only because you already have shame or judgment inside of yourself And so that is the reason you feel embarrassed. That's the reason you feel ashamed for being single because you have the story. You're already holding on to it. You're already holding on to a belief that you're not lovable. And so that's where the work begins. You have to go in and learn. And that's why Catherine and I do what we do. We have lots of different, you know, ways to work with us, magical experiences to have with us where you can learn how to transform that relationship you have with yourself because that is the only relationship you're going to have for the rest of your life. And that is the relationship that is going to impact every single human relationship you experience in this lifetime. So if you don't have a loving, nurturing, deep, 
beautiful, um, connected, connected, <laughs> intimate relationship with yourself. You're in big trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> and you're going to just believe all this patriarchy, freaking matrix bullshit that there's something wrong with you if you're single. There's nothing, it does, it means nothing about you if you're single. It means nothing about you if you're in a relationship. It means nothing about you if you're married. None of, n- there is no status. If you make it to a 50 year wedding anniversary, it means fucking nothing about you. Right. Other than it's an experience you, you're having. That's exactly. what it is. An, it's experience an experience you're having. You are not exactly. better than or less than anyone else, no matter what's happening. And, and when you don't come from that place of needing a relationship and needing to meet a partner, and I'm sick of being single and I've got to find a partner. Or I'm sick of being single, but I'm shut down from love. Like, God, there's nothing about that that's going to be magnetic to high quality love. You know, when you're so filled up within yourself and your life is so full and you're like, oh my gosh, even if I never have the, I mean, who said, we interviewed someone that said this the other day. Was it Dr. Dr. Valerie? Dr. Valerie said, (laughs) even, and that was so profound. Even if I, she's like, I know what my non-negotiables are. I know what kind of love I'm ready to experience. And I'm so filled up within myself that even if I never experience in this life, that in this lifetime, I'm okay, but I'm not going to settle for anything less. And that was so fucking powerful because the old, like that is where you want to come from. And when you're that filled up and that connected to yourself, my God, you're the sexiest woman in any room. You're the most magnetic. You're the most attractive. You will not, you will, you will attract that right person for you when you're coming from that place. Not when you're trying to find love because you feel guilty and shameful and weird about being single because the matrix is telling you there's something wrong with you. Right. And then you'll attract the healthy, high quality person rather than two people connecting from their wounded self, because there's plenty of men that actually are just as desperate for a relationship too. Um, But it's that place of wherever you're coming from is what will be mirrored back to you. And we'll do episodes around boundaries and bring in some boundaries queens for all of you on on top of our own experience with it but it keeps being that you are you have a right to say hey I don't actually want to bash men right now yeah I don't I'm not available for this kind of conversation when we're talking about how shitty dating is you are welcome to have it because you cannot control the conversations that people have but you absolutely have choice over that you can say to people hey I'd really appreciate it if you would stop bringing this up every time I hang out with you You are in charge. That's empowerment. That's what Kate and I work with women on having and being able to live from. And so we hope that this episode has been super supportive for you. As always, if you know another woman not in relationship who needs to hear this message, share the episode with her. And as always, there is conversation happening over in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We hope you'll join us over there to further this conversation and have other women who are walking this path with you because that is everything. You are not alone in waking up and having this new experience in love and relationship. And we are so grateful for you and your love for the podcast. Yes. Celebrate your sovereignty, baby. Celebrate Mm -hmm. your sovereignty. See you soon.